amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show. It's Straight Talk with Joe. Welcome to the show. Welcome, 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 everyone. Welcome to another episode, another great week of Straight Talk with Joe. Uh, I'm your host, Mr. Joe Dottilis. Um We have our excellent co-host, Miss Monique Calderon on the line. Hello, everyone. Hi, Joe. Hey, Monique. Um... Keith is out sick today. Uh, we'll keep him in our prayers and um, hoping for a great return next week. Um, and, you know, right before we get into our show, let's just do a quick prayer. Um, Keith and for all of our listeners and uh, you know, just pray that we have another wonderful show again tonight. Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for your grace and your mercy. Lord, we thank you for the peace and understanding and the privilege that you give us to worship you and praise your holy name. We thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity to speak to your people and for your people to speak back to us, Lord. Know that with given this opportunity, opportunity that um, your voice will be heard and your word will be heard as well, Lord. We pray for a uh, quick recovery for Keith that he will be able to join us next week, and we bless your holy name. So we thank you for these and many of the things, your Son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, without further ado, let's um, do what we do. Let's just jump right into it. Um, you know, a question was asked, I think the other day or maybe earlier this week, where have all the fathers gone? You know, in the U.S., 80%, a little bit over 80% of single parents are mothers. Among this percentage of single mothers, 45% of the single mothers are currently divorced or separated. 1.7 are widowed. 34% of single mothers have never been married. That is astonishing. That's crazy that we have those numbers for women who might need another spouse in the house. You know, I grew up in a single-parent household. Um, 
thank God God has blessed me to realize that if you can take the time to make a child, you better take the time to make sure that child is brought up right in that house. Um, and, you know, from going from a one-parent household to now a two-parent, to a, to a two-parent household where I'm raising two kids, um, I don't see how a lot of women can do it. Now, I know it's not, it's not easy to do it. You know, when one of us is out and about running errands and we have, you know, to watch the kids, it's hard. Just for a few hours, it's, it's hard. And, you know, I commend women that do it on their own and take care of the kids because uh, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Um, it's Yeah, they work hard. They work so hard, doubly hard. And, you know, when I see men that have kids and then they don't interact with them, they don't talk to them, it just, it baffles me. Just to know that I have two, you know, two little boys and I see the difference between how they act within the house and outside of the house versus certain kids who don't have fathers in the house. You know, I I just, I don't get how a man can step out on his family. And, you know, we're going to talk about that tonight. We're definitely going to talk about that and get into it. Um, We feel that it's a subject that needs to be talked about. We feel that it's a topic that um, may get overlooked from time to time, but, you know, we're not here to judge. We're not here to point fingers. Uh, we're just here to talk, you know, that, and I think that's, you know, that's indicative to the title of Straight Talk with Joe. You know, we're here to talk. We're here to have a conversation about it and to, you know, get a get an idea of, you know, okay, we see that this is happening. How can we overcome it? How can we go past it? And um, I think that hopefully everyone that's listening can take away something from uh, this conversation. Uh, so we want to encourage everyone to call into tonight's show at 516-387-1427. That's 516-387-1427. Um, so, Monique, um, I'm going to pose a question to you. Why do okay. you think men? Why do you, why do you think um, after you know being there for maybe three or four months after a child was born, why men leave? You know, honestly, Joe, uh, I can't really answer that. I think I hear some. I hear some feedback. Sorry about that. Um. I'd really like to hear what the listeners have to say because there's just no way that I can understand that how a man or or a woman for that matter, you know, fathers and mothers alike are, are leaving 
their children. Um, and I'm not a mother, but, you know, I remained not a mother for a long enough time to know that if I did have a child, you know, it's, I'm going to love that child with all of my heart and all of my soul, like of all, with all of my being. And so I, I can't imagine um, what's going on in someone's head when they leave their child other than the fact that the enemy has just really, really conned them. He's conned them into selfishness. He's conned them into believing that there's a better life without the child. Um, the enemy has conned them into believing that it's, it, it's not a big deal, um, that it that child is not their responsibility. There's just, that's the only thing I can think of. Um, because otherwise I really can't understand, um, how someone can take such a blood, it's a blessing, but it's also something, you know, if the Lord is, if you're having a child, it's like God is saying, I trust you with this child. So for that betrayal of trust, I feel when you leave a child, it's like a betrayal of trust, not only from that child or the husband or wife. Um, or, you know, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever the situation may be, but it's also a betrayal of trust between, you know, that person and God. Yeah, you know, I totally agree with that. Um, And, you know, you're right. I I think it's one of these instances where, honestly, I think it really comes down to the individual. Um, You know, I'll be I'll be very candid tonight. Um, you know, I know at the end of the month we have uh, confessional Thursdays, but um, you know, in a marriage, you know, it, things take a toll, and I would be remiss, or I would basically just be a liar if I wouldn't say that it hasn't been a time where I, ha- you know, just said, you know what, I, I can't do it. It's this is it's starting to be too much. I, I, I want to leave. I want to go. And, um, you know, I think it takes a different type of person to say, you know what, I, I can't I can't neglect the fact that I've been blessed, like you said. I've been blessed to raise another human being, to give that person tools for success in life. And in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, if you're a man, or a woman for that matter, and you have the opportunity to have children, and you don't take responsibility with the actions of raising a child, you know, I think you're a coward. And once again, this is my opinion. You know, you can do anything you want in life. And, you know, pretty much the demographic for our show is is adults. So let's be adults. Um, If you're an adult and you have consensual sex with another adult and you know decided, or maybe the other adult decided, not to use protection while you were having sex, and 
the woman gets pregnant, that's on you. You know, I don't I don't believe in abortions. I don't believe in um, uh, I'm not going to say I don't believe in giving your child away um, because situations and circumstances are different um, for, for a lot of people. But if you're in a situation where you respect that individual and the other individual respects you, well, you, you have to take care of responsibility. Um, let's let's go to the phone line. So we have a call on. Um, hey, caller, welcome to, to the show. Hello? Don't be scared. Okay. But, um, you know, like, like, like I said, um, I, I really do think that if you are a man and you have a macho male bravado and, you know, you say, I slept with this girl, I slept with that girl or whatever, and you end up getting a girl pregnant, then as a man, you need to do what a man is supposed to do. And it's not easy to do it. It's not. But I see a lot of strong women that do take the place of where a man is supposed to be. And I'm not saying that – I'm not saying a woman can't raise a man, but what I am saying is, is that coming from a single parent household with just my mom, you know, it's it's a lot of things that I still don't know how to do or how I should handle certain situations because it's only you know, your mom can teach you what how a woman is supposed to conduct herself. Vice versa. A a a a, a father is supposed to teach a young boy how to conduct himself, you know, and I was, you know, brought up where, you know, once again, you know, my dad wasn't there. I looked to the streets or I looked to rappers or I looked to, you know, the guy um, that was in front of the store drinking, you know, malt liquor or something. So those were my role models coming up. And then not just them, you know, I looked at other leaders in the community that I, that I could go to. And, you know, it's like I kind of gather all of their insight and info and combine it to the idea of what a man is supposed to be. And now that I am an, an adult and I have two boys that I'm raising, you know, now that whole thinking has had to be shifted. And I'm at the point now to where, like, I don't know. I don't go. To, I don't go to another man and say, "Hey, how do I do this?" How do only person I can go to is God. It's literally the only person that I can go to because He created man. So why not go to the to the head source of stuff and ask the man that created man? Oh, I, you know, how am I supposed to act? What am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to teach mm-hmm. my my boys how to be men? Um, you know, First Timothy the fifth chapter the eighth verse says, "Anyone who does not provide for their relatives." and especially for their own household, has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Now, that's, that's pretty deep. 
Yeah. Um, I guess we can ask a couple questions here. Um, Oh, one second. We have another caller. Hello, you're on with uh, Monique and Joe. Hey, you hear me? Yes, I can. Uh, hold on just a second. I'm having a little technical difficulty. I have a, I have a, uh, I am the uh, husband of a wife whose father ran off when she was 10 years old. And I have a letter that I wrote to him a few years ago on my 25th anniversary. Do you have, a, do you have an email address I can? I just like to send you a copy of this email here to take a look at. If that would sure. be possible. Like, hold on a second. Let me get to here. Find my draft here. I'm just kind of one sec. Sorry about that. Kind of says what? Uh, you know, what's your email address there? Uh, one second. One second. It is it's straight talk. Oh, go ahead, Monique. Straight Talk Joe, that's J-O at gmail.com. Let me verify that, if you would. S-T-R-A-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K-Joe at gmail.com. That's it. Okay, yeah, my name's Jim. And hey, Jim. I have said, I've had a... Women whose father, you know, unfortunately that's not an uncommon situation. And I've shown this letter to, uh, this letter I wrote to my father-in-law, who I've never met in person, even though I've been married like 28 years, shown this to a lot of women. And this made them ball. It, just, uh, it strikes home with a lot of them. Let, let me send this to you. Just take a look at it. Maybe I'll call you back in a little bit. Just to, just to get that in a second there, okay? Okay. Is that Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. And uh, it's, it's the subject follow this. It should be there in a minute there. I'm sending it now. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot. No problem. Thank you, Jim, for calling in. Um, we're we're actually going to um, take a look at it, and, you know, we might read it on the air. Um, you know, <laughs> we might have to censor our way out. I hope it's not one of those moments where we uh, have to censor it. But, uh, you know, we definitely welcome any type of uh, help um, that could potentially uh, uplift someone um, that might be hurting. You know, I still hurt not knowing my dad. And I think about it every day, and it it it, it especially hurts um, now that I have two two little boys, and you know I often think of this this uh, this 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 sentence or this line uh, that. Uh, Little Wayne wrote in one of his songs uh, a few years ago. His song was called Hustler Music. And the, and the line says, and I, I literally think about this every day. The line says, how the, he's, ta- he's referring to his father who passed away. Um, and I think when he was like maybe 11 or 14 years old. But the line says, 
How the hell you're not here to, to see your prince do his thing? Sometimes I want to drop a tear, but no emotions from a king. And I, I really, really, really get emotional when I think about that um, because over over these past seven years, I'm sorry, man, I, I, I might I might cry tonight. <laughs> Over over these past seven years, um, I I really don't get why my father left. Now, I haven't seen my dad since I was since I was four or five years old, and you know you got you got to excuse me, um, Monique. I know you know we have a script that we have to follow, but this 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 is a little deeper than protocol for me tonight. Um, Let's go with it. It's all good, Joe. And, um, like when I see my boys running around the house and you know I I think I think to myself, you know, where's my dad at? Why isn't my dad here to enjoy this with me? You know, my my wife's father, he lives maybe five or ten minutes from us. You know, he he comes and he spends time with the boys. You know, that's 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 nice, but where's my dad at? Why 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 can't I pick up the phone and ask him, you know, when I was a kid, why why didn't why did I do this or why did I do that and how did you handle this and like how it I don't I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. And I struggle with it every single day. And I I I've I've never been jealous of other friends that I have that, you know, their dad might have not been in the house with them, but they were there. And I've never been jealous of that. I've never, you know, said to myself, I wish that was me. Because at, at an early age when I realized that my dad wasn't going to be there, I just said, okay, he's not going to be here. I'm going to have to figure it out on my own. And that's how I've been dealing with a lot of stuff in my life. I just deal with it on my own. You know, being married, you know, I, I'm not supposed to deal with it on my own, but I do deal with it on my own. Um, because that's, that's it, it's like going back to survival mode for me. And when when I, when I just think about it, like, you know, why? Why did you leave? And here's the crazy part. It's not even that he, you know, he's still here and I can pick the phone up and, you know, reach out to him. Now he's he's passed. My father's dead. There's no reconciliation there. There's no... It's... it's, it's, You know, my cousins... I recently had a chance to 
meet a few of my cousins over the past couple of years. And it's weird because I've never known anybody on my dad's side of the family. It's just been my mom's side of the family, and that's it. And now to have this whole other family try to, you know, bring us in, it, it just it feels weird. And that's a whole another subject because what happens is you pull in a whole different set of feelings, a whole different set of uh, emotions that were never there before. And it can it can it can play a lot on on your psyche. Um, we just got this email from from Ed, and Ed, if you're listening, um, once again, this wasn't screened, this wasn't vetted. Um, I'm I'm not going to read it in its entirety. I'm going to read maybe like a paragraph or two. Um, so it says, and you know, for those who just tuned in, um, you know. We're talking about a subject that's de- definitely near and dear to my heart. Uh, where have all the fathers gone? gone? Uh, where do fathers go uh, when they leave? You know, what happens? Um, we we want to encourage all the listeners tonight to call into our show at 516-387-1427. That's 516 387 one four two seven, and one of our listeners, uh, Ed, and Ed, once again, we thank you for calling in, and uh, we encourage you Jim. to keep listening. And Jim, oh, called. go ahead. I'm sorry, Jim. Jim, I I'm said sorry. it was Jim. Yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, I've been <laughs> reading some of the. Yeah, some of the. Um, I was reading some of it. I think a good place to pick up was is where he's talking about the RSVP cards for their wedding. Ah, uh, I see that. Is that paragraph or line three? three? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, sorry about that, Jim. Um, uh, it says, you stated on the RSVP card that you would be unable to attend due to prior business commitments. May I ask what those business commitments were? What was more important to you? Than to see your daughter, than to see your daughters getting married. What was it? What was it? I have said consistently over the last 25 years that if I could say just one thing to you, that I would say, Ed, I think that you should apologize to Sharon. I've also said that if I could ever do that, that I would bet my next paycheck that the very next words out of your mouth would be apologize for what? Well, I have, well, I'll be glad to tell you for what. To start with, how about your total abandonment? I don't know, nor do I care what was between you and Na- you and Nancy. And I have never heard of such a thing as a man leaving behind his children. With such reckless disregard, let me sort of a like some sort of like reptile. Like some sort of reptile. 
Yeah, there you go. There is no excuse for it. There is no one to take the blame for it but yourself. It's not your second wife's fault either. Don't worry to sell to sell that on me. I'm sorry. You and you alone made the decision to abandon half your children, and from what I understand, the other half has made the decision to abandon you. I'm 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 gonna you know stop right there. Like I said, I didn't want to read the entire letter. And Jim, thank you for sending this over to us. I'm actually gonna read it, um, you know, after the show, um, because I, I know this is gonna hit home for me. Um, but from what I can get is, and Monique, you can chime in too. You know, you know, Jim wrote this letter maybe out of frustration, out of frustration. Um, you know, and like he like he said in the letter. He didn't understand, and I guess, you know, nor did he care um, why he left. But it's the fact that he left. And that's the question that we're asking tonight. You know, if if there is uh, a caller out there that doesn't mind sharing this story, why is it that you left? There are hundreds and thousands of children that need a father, that yearn for a father. There have been there have been studies after studies after studies done to show what the difference is between a one parent household and a two parent household. Without the nucleus of a two parent household, there are a lot of different things that can happen within that household that could, you know, not, maybe nothing could happen. Maybe everything could be, you know, stay the same behind the door. But then there's those instances of where, and I see it from my kids or the kids that my kids hang around. You know, say there's a, a it's, oh, you know what, we have another caller. Hey, how you doing? Jim calling again. Hey, Jim, how you doing? Thanks for calling back. Oh, okay, yeah, I just thought I'd give you a chance to digest that. I know it's kind of long there. Yeah, what happened was my um, my wife's father, he left when she was 10. There were like three boys and three girls in the family. She's from Ohio. He moved to Delaware. The boys went with him, and the girls stayed with the mom and um, mm-hmm. with his second wife. And when he'd come back to town, they'd find from the cousin that you know that the, that he'd been in town. He wouldn't even look him up. At, I, I don't know what made the guy tick there. You said, I told him there that, the, uh, gee, you know, it has a trickle down effect. I, I, I really don't know what. I, I really don't know how some guys do that. I got three kids. I love them. I told him there's a thing in there. I told him about that. Uh, my two older kids. The third one was uh, come after my own dad died. They were with him on his last day of life, you know, and they were, gave him great joy to have his grandchildren. This guy's never come to see his grandchildren, never. Uh, I just don't know how some guys can do that. I don't understand that. How can you have kids and just, you know, but I put a tie bluntly like, like like a reptile, just leave them like that. I don't understand that. That has a trickle-down effect, you know. I mean, when you have daughters that don't grow up with a father, they don't know what the role of a man is. They don't you know, know the importance of it. Mm-hmm. 
You know what, Jim? I totally, totally agree with you. Um, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I'm I'm a product of that household, of that one parent household. And, you know, I know it's I know it's not a lot of guys like me that really want their father or wanted their father in their life. You know, early on, it, it, I could care less if, you, if my dad was there. But now that I have two boys of my own, you know, my wife and I were expecting another one, how how can't you, as a as a man, now I'm not even talking about from a father, but I, I, from a man's standpoint, how can't you be there for your children? I, I don't get it. How can you uproot yourself Leave and say, screw it. I don't care what happens to me. I, I, I don't, you know, some, I, I don't you know something it. I heard a long time ago, and I never, I never really thought about this. I heard some preachers say this, especially when you got to, especially applies with boys. Not having a father in the home, even if you hate your father, even if your father is a jerk, if you've got a father in the home, there are things that a boy, you just don't want, you just won't do. You go out and get trouble you just you don't want to do because you don't want to deal with your dad you know you got a boy he gets 14 15 he's not afraid of his mom you know what do you do mom you know just having a father just having the father in the home keeps guys from doing it just because you don't want to mess with dads 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 aren't pushovers like mom you know the mom's supposed to be the nurturer the dad's supposed to be the protector provider you don't want to mess with your dad I mean, my dad was in my home. I got to think, if I didn't have a dad when I was a kid, you know, 15 or 16, I'd have gone out and done what I wanted. I wouldn't have cared what my mom thought. And, you know, once again, I can totally agree. When I was 15 or 16, you know, I started getting into things that if if my dad was there, I seriously doubt that I would have did it. I started smoking Mm -hmm. and drinking and going out, you know, and there was a time in my life where, before that, I would have never, ever thought about doing that. Only thing I cared about was playing sports. But, you know, I started hanging around yeah. a different crowd. I won't say that there was the wrong crowd, but I started hanging around a different crowd. And they weren't into sports like I was into sports. And, you know, my friends that had the, their fathers in their lives, they might have not necessarily, you know, been still married to their, to their mothers, but – you know, they took a different road, and I chose mm-hmm. basically the longer road. And I'll I'll be doggone if if I allow that to happen to my kids. That that that, that could never happen to me. You know what? Um, in the last part of your letter, Jim, I see that you say, "I yes, you know, I do claim to be a Christian." And there is no sin in being angry with you for your actions and the residual effect it has had on my life. And, um, you know, I think that's very important to address is, you know, the residual effect um, that fatherness, fatherlessness has on, on the, their children. Um, and really, you know, how does one that, that's now an adult um, deal with all of these years, you know, not having a father and, and being angry. Um, you know, I, I come from a household where it was different. My father was around, but I didn't have the love that I needed from my dad. Um, it was like you, you were saying earlier, you know, that the dad may not, you know, 
that may have like been a jerk or whatever and not been the greatest dad, but he was still there and you were still afraid of how he would react to certain things. Right. Um, but that still leads into later on you have father, you have father issues. Even if you have your father, you know, it's almost, I almost wish I didn't have a father, you know, and, and I've since healed from that. And I've, um, and I've gone through that journey and I, I have to, I had to come to a point where I said, I can't allow myself to continue to be embittered and, and to hold on to this resentment and to hold on to this unforgiveness because it was wearing me down and, and it was affecting my life, my relationships, especially my relationships with men. For, for many, many, many years, I hated men because of how my father treated me. And I'm sure that there can be similarities to that with them, um, with women who, you know, experience not having a father as well, just hating, hating men or, you know, I, I can't say I truly understand that. I, I only understand what it's like to have a father that, that wasn't there the way a father should be besides just, you know, providing for the family. Um, and so, and, and I don't want to put my father down. I don't want to put him in a negative light. You know, he did the best he could at, you know, I wasn't, they weren't expecting me to come and, and so, you know, my parents did the best they could with how, how they knew to, 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 to do so. Um, but anyways, I, I think that there comes a point, you know, in our adult life where it's our responsibility to say, okay, am I going to continue to allow myself to be down and out about this, or am I going to look to the Father, my Father in Heaven, and truly show me what it's like to have the Father's love and to truly receive a Father's love. And I can tell um, you and all the listeners out there that, you know, this was, this was something that was hard for me because I didn't even know how to receive God's love, His fatherly love, because I'd never experienced the Father's love in all of my years growing up. But the moment I, be, I said that prayer and I asked God to show me uh, who He was as a Father, Man, he's, he's just opened my mind to things he sh- he's shown to be my provider financially, spiritually, emotionally. He's shown to, to, to be the father that I, I, I wanted to go to and, and, and be wrapped in his arms. He's held me in the comfort of his, of his loving embrace. You know, so I do invite uh, those of you who have felt I've never had a father, and, and I don't know what that's like. Um, I truly believe that, that you can't fully understand God's love for, for you if you don't begin to understand and ask God, what, what is his love like? What is his fatherly love like? Because you know what? We may not have a father here on earth, but we have a father in heaven. And he loves us. And, and he cherishes us. And he wants to be there for us. And he's always been there by our side. He's our biggest cheerleader. So I just don't want people to think, man, I, I never grew up with a father, and now I'm all messed up, and I've got daddy issues or whatever it is. You know, we can choose to, to throw off that, the, that junk, and we can choose to, to walk in freedom and to receive our fatherly, our heavenly father's love. Amen. Amen. Totally agree. Yeah, it's one of the things I've tried to point. Go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, that's one of the things I, I point out in that letter, I, that the, 
uh, over the she my this letter my wife wrote we were married in May of eighty seven and she wrote a letter very similar to that about a year after we married and I think his he's on his third wife she intercepted that letter and she wrote back you know how dare you you claim to be a Christian talking to your dad like that blah 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 like uh, you know throw the guilt on her now it's come around that you know I don't know how much longer the guys left. I think my wife wants to remember as she's there. I think she wants to remember him as the person that she wished he had been rather than the person that he was there. And, uh, you know, it's just, I, I got to admit, I got to under my skin, you know. I think I, I bear some of the repercussions of his actions, you know. She's mm-hmm. kind of a little bit twisted around, you know. He's the one she should be, you know. Yeah. But I don't understand why I had six kids, you know, and had no relation with any of them. Yeah, I, I, I guess in some cases it, it you know, it, it feels like a mystery, you know. And um, you mentioned, you know, it's a cycle, and the only thing I can say is, is, is anybody that's listening right now, you know, if you're a father that has left or has abandoned. Um, your children, not necessarily your family, just your children. We ask you to pray. Pray that God opens up your heart and leads you in a new direction. Uh, because Amen. we don't want that cycle to continue. You know, mm-hmm. it, it took me as an eight-year-old to say, no, this isn't going to be me. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll never forget it. Eight years old, I said, I'm going to be better than my mother. I'm going to be better than my father. And t- I can honestly say that I am better than both of them today. But every child isn't like that. So if you're a father or even a mother that has left your children, it has to be something within you that says what I did was wrong. So I pray that that conviction that is in you be turned into something that the Holy Spirit can direct you to pick up the phone and say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for leaving you. I'm sorry for abandoning you. I want to be there in your life. It's going to be a process. It's going to take time, but I want to be there in your life. And Jim, you know, we, we thank you for calling in. We're about to you know, start winding down on the show. Thank you for for that beautiful, beautiful um, letter. Um, and if if anyone uh, is in need of it in the near future, uh, I, I would like to know if it's okay if if I could share it to anyone that 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 might um, yeah, find sure. it help. That's fine with me. I've, I've shared that with a lot of women who, unfortunately, there's no shortage of of uh, women that are in that in that same boat there. With the father ran off on them. Hey, you know, because real quick, this is kind of a little bit on a sidetrack, but I never had to deal with this. I had a friend there. Well, you know, women, when they want to get a divorce, they want to, you know, want to pretend that the father is, you know, evaporated. That's wrong, too. You shouldn't keep, you know, you shouldn't keep children from a loving father. That That's that's just as bad. I had a friend that, you know, his ex-wife did that, you know. You and your you and your yeah, spouse, I, I, you know, I, I definitely. I definitely agree with that. I have a, a friend that's in the same situation. He he wants to be in his daughter's life, but 
you know, the mother is um, preventing that. But that's another that's another show in itself. I mean, don't, don't, no, nobody should keep nobody should keep a, a parent from a loving a, of a child parent of either sex. You know, that's yeah, yeah. I, I, I know, God, totally agree. God meant for kids to be parents. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks if, for if, taking if, my if the parent wants to be there, you help us do some people some good there. Yeah, we, so we really Jim. do appreciate it. Thank you, Jim. Yeah. Thank you for the letter. Have a okay, blessed night. Thanks um, you know, that's um, you know something we have to keep in mind, Joe. Is it's just like it says, you know, in the Word, where it says, you know, we do not fight against flesh and blood, mm. but against, you know, spirits and principalities, yes. you know, of darkness. And and so we really have to understand, you know, especially since we cannot wrap our minds around why a mother or why a father would leave their child. Yeah. If we can't understand this, we've got to know that that something that's so bad, it's just the working of the enemy. Amen. It's straight up the working of the enemy. And so, so, you know, like I said, you know, we have a choice. And, and, and for many, many years, you know, we are, for many of us, we are going to be embittered. And we are going to be uh, carrying unforgiveness and all of that. But then there comes a point where we have to understand, hey, you know what? We're being influenced by this spirit as well. Because now this spirit is, is, is um, affecting our interaction with others. It's affecting yeah. our relationships. It's affecting our relationship with God because we can't even, it was just like with what happened to me. I couldn't even receive, fully receive God's love, which yeah. is what the enemy wants to do to us as far as to not fully or ever receive God's love. And it's always up to us whether we receive that love. And mm-hmm. and so if the enemy can come in at the very onset of of our lives and 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 kind of break that or or put this huge bulwark in front of us that keeps us from receiving our heavenly Father's love, he's like, oh, I'm good. I'm good for thirty years. This is gonna mess up a big time. They're not gonna be able to interact with one another properly. They're not gonna be able to love one another properly. This is the perfect way to keep them from receiving God's love, to keep them from fully walking in what God has for them. It's like the master plan of master plans from the enemy. And so, you know, what can we do? Well, what we need to do is to pray. Like you were, like you were saying, we need to pray for these, for these men and women who have left their children and we need to pray that the Holy Spirit's going to convict them. We need to pray that whatever soul tie or generational curse or bondage gets mm. broken off of them mm-hmm. in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's what we need to be doing. Because mm-hmm. being angry at them, and, and uh, uh, which, you know, we're rightfully so, it's fine to be angry at a certain point. But then yep. at a certain point, or if you're a, an, uh, you know, someone that's an onlooker, you know, maybe not the victim of it, because the victim, you know, they've got to 
go through a whole process. It took me yeah. 32 years to process through everything. But but you know what? As a, as a as someone else that's not the victim of this, you know, it's your job to pray, pray and pray for this person who left. Because don't underestimate the power of prayer. The if we pray for them, you mm-hmm. never know. We never know what how our our prayer God is listening, and we don't know how God's working on the other side to get that man or woman who left their child to come back. You know, so so we just gotta do our our part our part to pray for them every night. Get down on our knees and pray that the Lord, the Holy Spirit's gonna convict them and change their heart and open their eyes to what they're doing. Amen. So I really, Amen. really invite that. That's something we need to be doing instead of saying, oh, you know what, your daddy's a low-down, good-for-nothing, this, that, or your mama, this Amen. is what. Don't Amen. speak death over it. Amen. Let's speak life Amen. into it, and let's Amen. take back what the enemy has stolen from Amen. them. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that. Oh, my God. Oh. That made me feel better. I don't know about <laughs> you guys. But if you just heard what Monique said and you're that mother or you're that father and that hasn't convicted you, I need to pray a little bit harder for you because that convicted me with my selfish thinking within my moments where I I say this is too much, this is too hard, I just want to leave. So if you're not convicted by that, I'm praying for you. I'm praying harder than you're praying for yourself. Uh, you know, and, and you know, Monique, you mentioned something about forgiveness. And in Matthew the sixth chapter, the fourteenth through the fifteenth verse, it says, "For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you don't forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins." So what's that? That's basically saying, oh, your mother did something to me. Now I'm going to take it out on you because I'm going to leave. Now I'm going to affect your future. Or your father did something to me. I'm going to take it out on you. Now we're going to get a divorce. Now he's now we're, we're going to break up. Stop letting your personal petty situations affect generations. Yeah. Get over it. Let it go. Because what happened between you and that individual is between you and that individual. That should not affect your children's future. Because when you leave as a father or a mother, now that mother or father, let's, let's speak on the mother for a second. If that mother leaves her children and that father is left to fend for a daughter or a son, that son might not have that nurturing a motherly spirit that is needed to help him in life. So what's going to happen to that son? He's going to be aggressive towards women because maybe his father was aggressive towards women. Instead of being nurturing and how to talk to women and how to care for others, he might go up, be, grow up being aggressive. Or say, for example, the daughter is left with the father, but the father doesn't know how to treat the daughter. So now the daughter goes out to look for love from another man because the mother wasn't there to nurture her to say, that's how a man, that's how certain men are, but this is what you need to do. This is what you need to look past. 
Stop letting what happened between you and that individual affect your children. Because it's your children that are going to pay in the end. It's your children that are going to be hurt in the end. Because your children are going to go outside that house and they're going to look at the at that at that girl standing on the corner selling her body. They're going to look at that man in hiding and lurking somewhere about to rob somebody or about to start selling drugs. That's what they're going to look for. That's what they're going to see. And I'm not saying it happens in every case, but it does happen. Because it happened to me. I'm, and I, I'm only speaking for my situation, my circumstances that I saw in my house, outside my house, in my in my friends' homes. So if that happened to me and it happened to a few of my friends, I know it's happening to somebody else. Don't allow the enemy to block your blessings. Because when you allow the enemy to get within your spirit, to disrupt your spirit, to disrupt your self-worth, you're giving him victory in your life. But the Bible says that we're greater than he is. We're princes and princesses and kings and queens of the Most High. Stop letting the enemy dictate your future. And you you can create a generational curse with your children, but you can create a curse within your life from being your children. The Bible says, train up a child in the way they should go, and they should not depart from that path. How can you fulfill what the scripture is saying and you're not even in your child's life? Now, they're going to go down a different path that they shouldn't have went down. Don't allow the enemy to take that away from you. All he needs is a a foothold. So, once again, as we close on this subject, please, 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 me and Monique are praying, we're praying that you are convicted. You need to be convicted. And within that conviction, allow the Holy Spirit to work. Don't let it be idle. Allow the Holy Spirit to work. Allow the Holy Spirit to move in your life so that God may be able to bless you. And now you can have some type of joy because you may be lacking something in your life. You Did you know or do you know the joy that you get out of interacting with your children? My kids get on my nerves. But I tell you what. <laughs> If they get on my nerves nine out of ten times, it's that one moment that makes me fall in love with them again over and over and over again. My son, four years old, eating spaghetti, takes the noodles, drags the noodles from the kitchen to the dining room table to the bathroom to the bedroom. I was livid. This happened about two hours ago. 
I was living. It was noodles all over the house. But then he he started I, he started to do something. He did this silly dance, and I forgot all about it. That's joy. That joy and that love that I saw in his eyes overpowered the anger. Come back to your kids. Come back in their lives. Because you might be angry at something. You might be bitter about something. But your kids can cheer you up. Stop being angry. Stop being bitter. And allow the Lord to work in the way that he wants to work. And if you say you're a Christian, then follow his ways. And we're not pointing fingers. We're not judging. We're not trying to condemn anybody. But if you say you're a Christian, if you say you're a Christian, then do what the word of God says. Do what you know is right in your heart. Cancel out the, 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 the male or the female. Cancel them out. And it might be legal circumstances and situations that we cannot go around. But pray that God moves. God is greater than the legal justice system. Pray that God doesn't hearten the judge's heart. Pray that God doesn't hearten the, uh, uh, the, the attorney's heart. Pray that God doesn't hearten the individual that might be trying to harbor your kids. Like Monique said, prayer works. And the fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. That's all I got. Amen. Thanks so much for that, Joe, and all of you out there who are who are listening. I just once again, I I just want to let you know, and just like Joe said, you know, we're not here to con- condemn anyone. You know, only God can judge you. But as brothers and sisters in Christ, we love you, and um, we w- we would love to see you walk into the fullness of what Christ has for you, and and if he's blessed you um, with being or a mother or a father, you know, it's never too late to say, I'm sorry. It's never too late to say, I'm sorry. In that letter I was reading uh, that Jim wrote that he sent to us, in there he says, you know, just the fact that the, that father who had left his wife would just come to the doorstep and, and ask for forgiveness. You know, after so many years, someone coming and asking for forgiveness, um, when it's something coming from a mother or a father, I I can say that the the more likely than so that they're going to welcome you. They're the first. They're going to be stunned, but they're gonna they're gonna welcome you. You know, and even if they don't, if they don't, if they can't forgive you, that's on them. But at least you know that you. You did what you knew what was right and what the Lord was calling you to, which was to go and to ask for forgiveness from the person whom you've been, who you've hurt, you know. And and also, I just want to ask for those of you who who are hurting, you know. I, I ask that you are seeking um, some sort of counsel. I ask that you're 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 go, beginning on your healing journey because it's very important that you seek healing in this area. Because if you don't, I can tell you from experience, it's going to bleed over into other areas and, and directly into your relationships, especially, you know, if, if your father's left you, it's going to go into your relationship with your, with your uh, male relationships. And if 
your mother left you, it's going to bleed into relationships you're going to have with women. Um, and, and so I really ask that you do seek that healing and, and just know that we here at Straight Talk with Joe, we're going to be praying for you guys. We're going to be lifting you guys up in prayer. Um, because like Amen. I said, the enemy, the, his master plan is to, to keep you from receiving God's love. And the fastest and the quickest way he can do that is by attacking the, the family. So um, I love you guys. And, and thanks again for, for tuning in. And we hope to hear from you guys next week. Amen. We love you. Talk to you next week. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.